Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. We're going to carry on in our series, This Is Us. Who's been enjoying it? I've really enjoyed it. It's been an opportunity to remind us or introduce you to Arena's purpose statement to go and grow and love and serve our world. This is us. It's a series to unwrap and reaffirm Arena's purpose. In other words, what am I saying? It's why Arena does what it does. And this week I'm excited because I get to look at the word love. We've had Christian introduce the word go. We've had Phil continue with grow. And now I get to look at love. What does it mean? It means the purpose of Arena is to love, and it's to love our world. And Tim, in a few weeks, is going to talk about loving our world. And for today, I just want to mention this. It's our world that's near. You all know who's in your world. It's your friends. It's your family. It's your neighbors. It's your work colleagues. Arena's world, and yours if you're part of Arena, is this. It's people near, and it's people far. Nia, it's you, it's me sat here or listening to the podcast. It's near, it's those that are actually connected to you. It's near, it's our community. And that's why we have a food bank at Ilkeston, because we want to look after our community. We want to share our love, God's love. And then it's far. Phil's already mentioned the campus in Toulouse. We want people in France to know about God's love, and we want to love on purpose. But not only in Toulouse, we have missionaries that we support in Namibia, Albania, Romania, Thessalonica. I was worried about saying that one. (laughs) And there's also children that we show love to by supporting compassion. We have loads of children in Kenya that we're all helping to move from poverty into affluence, all under the influence of God. Arena's purpose is to show love to our world near and far. I guess love comes in many shapes and sizes, doesn't it? For some, it can be short-lived. For for some, it can be long-lived. If I say the word love, does it make you feel all warm and cosy? Or does it make you think, can be here today, gone tomorrow? The dictionary describes it as an intense feeling of deep affection. And when I looked at that, there was something that came to mind. And Jack, our eldest, when he was born, I would say that Tim cried more than Jack. You see, all of a sudden, he had a deep affection, a deep love towards Jack. And I've got to say, it wasn't just for that moment. It's continued The dictionary also describes it as a great interest and a pleasure in something. We've all heard people say, oh, I love football. If you haven't, I'll introduce you to Ben Smedley, who was on the drums. You love football, don't you? I do want to say, Ben, it's literally guys running around a field following a bag of wind. (laughs) If you know me, you probably say, Helen Bailey loves, fill in the blank, 
chocolate. Thanks, Eleanor. <laughs> I even saw Jill at a bus stop who comes here. I don't think she's here today, but a few weeks ago, and she's, oh, you're still liking your chocolate. She's there. <laughs> I said, I do, yeah. Love, and it's, inten- it's an intense feeling. It's a pleasure. But I want to talk about something much more perfect than that. It's the ultimate picture of love. It's Jesus. It's his love. It's God's perfect love. I want to suggest this. If you know it, when you encounter it, you want to share it. And that is the purpose of Arena. To know God's love, not to hold on to it, but to share it. Let's have a look at what the Bible says about love. John 15, verse 12 to 15 says this. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Now today's Remembering Sunday and we've had an opportunity to reflect and to remember those who have served and sacrificed their lives for you, for me, for our country. A reflection of verse 13, greater love is no man than this who laid down his life for his friends. In that verse, it's Jesus talking to his disciples. Jesus knew what was coming. It would be him that was laying down his life for his friends, but not just his friends, for the whole world. In 1 John 2 verse 2, it says, he himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world. That word atone, it just means he makes amends for what you've done and for what you will do. He makes amends to make it all right before God. That is great love, wouldn't you agree? Should we have a look at this love in a bit more detail? I want to suggest this is what God's love looks like. It's loyal it's not disloyal. It's open, it's not closed. It's valuable and it's not fragile. And it's eternal, not temporary. I want you to take that with you today. If you remember nothing else, this is what God's love looks like. Let's have a little bit more of a look at loyal, not disloyal. I don't know, you've probably all experienced the love that's been a bit disloyal or a friendship. You know, your best friend at school, let you down, a partner that maybe stopped loving you, a parent that walked away, a child that broke your heart, a work colleague that kind of stabbed you in the back even though you thought you were friends. You might be that person that's been disloyal. Funnily enough, I was talking to a work colleague a few weeks ago and we were talking about teenagers. It's all right, Ben, I'm not going to tell any stories about you. We were talking about teenagers, and my friend said to me, you know, when I was a teenager, I became disloyal to my mum. And when I think of it now, I get this really horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach. She said, I feel so bad, but I got caught up with my friends. I became more loyal to them and disloyal to my mum. And when I look back now, I think, why? Because actually, those friends, nowhere to be seen. My mum, still in my life, loyal. God 
and his love could not be further from disloyal. Do you know what as well? It's not a love that transfers from one person to the next. It's loyal throughout. Let's not take my word for it. Let's have a look at what God's word says. In Psalm 136, it says, his love endures forever. But it doesn't say it once and it doesn't say it twice. It says it 26 times. He's trying to get a message across. His love endures forever. It continues. It never ends. In Lamentations, it says, God's loyal love couldn't run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. It's created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. This is what I love in this verse. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. Is all I've got left. His loyal love, it doesn't run out. It is new every morning. In Exodus, it says this. God, God, a God of mercy and grace, endlessly patient, so much love, so deeply true, loyal in love for a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, rebellion, and sin, loyal in love. You know, when we grasp that enduring love, we can literally put our feet on the floor every single morning. What a daily hope that gives us, knowing his overflowing loyal love is there for us every single day. I don't know about you, but that makes me excited. So every day I get up out of my bed and I think, you know what? Whatever comes my way today, I have a God above who lives in here who is going to help me. He's going to encounter whatever I encounter with me and he's going to give me that hope to get through my day. I love that line, I am sticking with God. Why wouldn't I if that's the hope he gives me every single day? Don't forget that command. Love one another as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. If we're going to love one another as God's love does, then we're going to share the purpose of arena to love our world, to love our people around us. You know, God's loyal love should compel us to show loyalty back to God. It should compel us to reflect the hope to our friends, to our world that we have. And it should compel us to share his love. This great love is open and it's not closed. What does that mean? It literally means it's open to everyone. It's inclusive and it's not exclusive. This great love we read in in Exodus is for a thousand generations This great love is for the very, very young to the very, very old. Psalm 100 and verse 5 says, For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. Arena, this is us. We are a generational church. And that's why we have Kids Arena Kids, Arena Tots. Arena students. That's why we have senior events. If you look around, I know the kids have gone out, but we have a massive generation from the very young to the very, very old. It's a generational church, and God's love is for every generation. 
not just for every generation, though. Let me tell you what John says in the Bible about what heaven is going to look like. He says this, After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. This great love is for every nation, every tribe, every people, every language, every age. And arena, this is us. You see, we, ev- we welcome every culture, every tribe, every background, whether you're professional, whether you're a student, whether you think you've got it all together, whether you know you've not got it all together, whether you've not got it all together, arena welcomes you. It recognizes that everybody needs to know the love of God. This love is accessible. This love is all changing. This great love is open to all. We need to share it. How do we do that? We put love into action. 1 John 3 says this, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Arena is an outward-focused church, and it puts love into action. Arena, this is us. I want to share a story with you. I'm a child and bereavement nurse, and recently I had a phone call from my mum, who, I can't say why, but she wanted to commit suicide, she wanted to end her life. And part of the reason was, is that she had no food to put on her table for when the children came home from school. This mum lives in Nottingham, and I thought, what can we do, not from a nurse point of view, but from an arena point of view? So while my colleague carried on the phone call with this mum, I got on the phone with Jono and Annie, our campus leaders out in Nottingham. And I said, what can we do for this mum? Is there anything we can do? Within a few hours, Annie and Eleanor dropped off that food delivery. And I want you to know this, and Annie and Jono probably don't know this. It wasn't just food that was delivered that day. It was a lifeline, a complete lifeline. You see, love was put into action. Food was delivered and it gave that mum another hope to go again. If we don't put love in action, what might we miss out on? We can make a difference. Let's not keep this love to ourselves. We need to open it up to the world around us. What can you do to put love into action in your community, in your world? This love is valuable. It's not fragile. Is anybody getting excited about this? Because I'm, as I've been learning and listening and leaning into this message, I feel refreshed to know that God's love is just so valuable. It's not fragile. It's free. It's precious. It doesn't break easily. It doesn't get destroyed easily. Love in the world can be fragile for so many reasons, can't it? Recently, and this is sad, I heard somebody say that divorce can happen because a spouse can be getting on the other spouse's nerves. How sad is that? 
But I guess it's a warning shot. <laughs> Behave. <laughs> this great love of God is the opposite. <laughs> Just a bit of a laugh to get you all going. This great love is the opposite though. There is nothing you can do to lose it. Yeah? Nothing you can do to lose it. In Romans, it says this. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, all these things, overwhelming victory is ours in Christ Jesus who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing, girls, can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Are you getting it? There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. In Romans, the same verses in the message says this. The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment, sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There's no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins in Scripture. Did you hear it? This verse is putting it plain and simple. It's a valuable love. It'll be with us through hard times and through good times. And it's a love that sticks up for us. What a love. If you feel you can't be loved by God, it's not true. Because it says in his word, he loves you. And he's true to his word. Do you know, it might be that you feel like you are separated from God. We've just read, you can't be separated. Maybe you've distanced yourself from him. And I want to invite you today to draw near to him. He's there for you. You know, God's love is not based on me or you or any of our actions. His love is part of his own mighty character, his perfect character. He is love. There's so many people in our world that are fragile, that feel unloved, that feel unvalued. And Christian in week one encourages to go into our world and share love. So I'm going to ask you this. Who in your world needs to know that they are valuable? Who in your world needs to know that they are loved? There might be someone that springs to mind right now. Take grasp to that. Show them love when you leave today. Let's not keep this valuable love to ourselves. Let's share it with purpose. This love is eternal. It's not temporary. Who's heard of the mad lads? Anybody? Okay, well, they sung a song, and it's called Love is Here Today, and it's Gone Tomorrow. Who's heard of the Beach Boys? Yeah, you see Christian as he's ready to do a bit of a song. You've got to stay there, Christian, today. But they also sang, love is here today and gone tomorrow. This great love that I am talking about today is here today, it's here tomorrow, and it's here into eternity. 
You see, in Romans 8, 38, I said these words, nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life. God's love doesn't end when our life does. It's for eternity. It's forever and ever. I've already said that in my day job, I'm an end-of-life and bereavement nurse. And recently, I had a family who had lost their teenage son. And I said to the mum, I see you've got a cross on your neck. And she said, yes, I have. I said, can I ask, do you have a faith? And she said, I do. And she says, the only thing that's getting me through this is that I know my son is in God's loving arms. You see, he was a Christian too. And then at the funeral, the granddad said this. Now, this lad was a popular lad. He had loads of school friends, football friends, golf friends, cricket friends, athletics friends. And they were all at this funeral. It was about 500 people. The granddad turned to the lads and he said, my grandson has had the last laugh. He said, one day he'd get you all in church. And now he's got you all in church. And you are hearing about this love that my grandson was trying to tell you about. And the hope we have today is that he is in eternity with God right now. We never know when our time is up, you know. Let's not be afraid to talk about this eternal love that can change lives and change where we spend eternity. The verse in Romans says, even in death, God's love goes on. In the verse in John that we read at the start, it says this, greater love is no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus laid down his life for you, for me, so that we can spend eternity with him and forever in his love. So Arena, our purpose is to love, is to show love, is to share God's love, and it's to put love into action. This great love, I want to remind you, is loyal, not disloyal. It's open, it's not closed. It's valuable, it's not fragile. It's eternal, it's not temporary. I don't know about you, but I'm sticking with God. He is loyal. I don't know about you, but I'm going to put this love into action so that people know it's open to them. I don't know about you, but I'm going to share this love. There's too many fragile people in our world that don't feel loved, that feel unvalued. I don't know about you, but I need to share that this love is eternal and it is not temporary. I do know that I want to encourage you to love on purpose because we don't want our world near and far to miss out on this eternal love as we live and when we die. This great love is valuable, but it's free when we choose to accept it. And I just wonder now if everybody would just bow their heads for me.